I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Six foot eight, prematurely bald, didn't know he was going to make it, always the underdog, ends up soaring the absolute heights and retires as his country's top scorer. Hello, hello, hello. Hello and welcome to Reminding You Why Love Football. It's me, Owen Blackhurst, back from a week's sabbatical writing the cover feature for the next issue of Monday that goes to print tomorrow over the weekend, Monday. Um, we've had some new reviews in, in my absence. This is from Rob Scott, 1982. Timeless, it starts. Just as you can pick up a chat with a true friend, even after not seeing them for months or years, this podcast does for moments in football you thought were long forgotten. Brought to life as if they happened only last week. Mm. So instead of only doing it once or twice a year, how about a weekly dose? It's effortlessly funny. There's a lot of effort goes into it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sentimental and life-affirming. Yeah. Oh. All these qualities shone through a lens of good old-fashioned piss-taking. <laughs> Just like all of your best conversations with your lifelong friends. Oh, that's pretty. Thank you, um, Rob Scott, 1982. That is a lovely review, mm. and hopefully... That review was done before last week's episode, so hopefully you weren't as disgusted as me with the ice hockey chat. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When I was listening to it, and I listened as a fan, uh, I didn't have time to listen pre, and I thought, I messaged Birdo and said, what was he on about fucking ice hockey? And he went, yeah, madness. (laughs) (laughs) And I hadn't got to the the denouement at that point. Yeah. The day this episode is released is on February the 29th, which not only... Is that Rare Diseases Day, um, <laughs> which I will not be using in any way, shape or form to talk about my uh, co-host because Seb or Tommy would laugh at something outrageous. Here he is. Already laughing. He hasn't even said anything. But it's also a leap year. And you know what that means, don't you? It means that the Euros are always held in a leap year, something I did not know until I put two and two together wow. the other day. And uh, you know what else that means, don't you? That's good. You know what else that means? Go on. Go on. Absolutely fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> Times of behaviour. It's a man-made construct <laughs> um, to keep us all in check. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but, <laughs> what it does mean is that I can do this and compare my colleagues to Euro's mascots, past and present. Yeah. Oh. Um, across from me, the ursine, Tommy Albert Stewart, the Euro 24 biscuit-headed bear. <laughs> Next to him, it's Seb Goliath's the name, Britpop's the game, White from Euro 96. Yes! Of course. What and, else? And next to me, flip flapping and rainbow flicking. <laughs> About it's James Skillsy Bird, oh, the right. fuckwit from Euro 2020. Um, I'm Bird Skillsy. Skillsy yeah. He's really yeah. Was he? We did a lot about it looking like Birdo at the time, yeah. And um, I'm Bernie the Bunny from Euro 88 um, because he's the best one. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this is Fact. he's the best one. Yeah. Pair of Adidas on. Yeah. He is yeah. black shirt. Euro 88 across the front. Yeah, yeah. really good. Yeah. Great logo on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is good. reminding you, Whale of Football, a five-star monster of a podcast with 40-odd timeless episodes to listen to. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. Um, 
part of all sorts these days. Seb's got into a cult. <laughs> Which one? What this? is it? Hey? Which one's this? The cult of Owen. Hamrich. <laughs> the, cult, the cult of Hamrich. <laughs> those of you who don't know, and it didn't seem Seb seemed not to want to talk about it last week. Seb's, <laughs> Seb's beloved and um, a club I've been trying to get him to give up on for about four years, I must say. Really? Yes. Recently, the new owners have decided to check, to outwardly be not calling it Hampton and Richmond anymore, or, or lovingly in, as known as the Beavers. They're calling them Hamrich. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hamrich. Yeah. How do you feel? Who do you support, mate? Hamrich. No. no. Rich. They, they, Just rich. It sounds, it sounds like some sort of West London wanking cult. <laughs> I'm in! <laughs> Finally a name. I've been looking for a name for it. And it sounds like ham and it sounds like ham sandwich. Uh, we we have been trying to think of a name for our West London wanking call, haven't we, Seb? <laughs> West London wanking call. It's ridiculous, but Is it the Wrexhamification of non-league football? Ooh. I don't even think it's that. People do want to see behind the curtain. Always. We, we also speak to a lot of um, potential partners about uh, long-form documentaries in, in, in our wider role in, in, in where we work. It's like a few years ago when you kept seeing Let's Do a Last Dance in mm. Creative Decks mm. and go, no, you can't do a right. last dance because you don't have Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen or, <laughs> or, or, or 10 years of archive footage. So let's, yeah. park, let's park that <laughs> and come up with another seen. idea. No, 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 we're, yeah. we're just calling it the last dance <laughs> as, an, as, as an umbrella term. Yeah, but you're not going to... It's the yeah. same now. Where's the Wrexhams? There isn't any. They're no. fucking one of the oldest clubs in the world, and yeah. they've got a f- like perfect storm. There's not going to ah. be another one. You are not going to be able to take over fucking dickhead Rovers and turn them into the next Wrexham. Just fucking leave it. Come up with something else. What is your knowledge of uh, Doncaster City's behaviour at the moment? Do you know much about that? No. Doncaster City? No. I've, Don- been to, I've been to Doncaster. Doncaster I, City have... I didn't even know there was a Doncaster City. Doncaster. Yeah. They've signed Ross McCormack... <gasps> Wesley Houlihan. No. Oh, it's a, oh, is it like Lashins or something they've started, like that? They've started to sign all the like sort Bill, of championship, championship heroes of, yeah. of yesteryear. Doncaster. I've had some great times in Doncaster. Oh, I've had a, a good night yeah. out there, yeah, but yeah, this, yeah. this lad was... Doing what? Watching, <laughs> watching football and then drinking after the great game. Oh, watching the Oval. We won the league at What Doncaster. do you mean, doing what? <laughs> what else is he going to be doing <laughs> in Doncaster? To be fair, Doncaster's quite good racing, but yeah. yeah. You've been to York, Seb? Yes. What for? Football. Exactly. You've been... <laughs> Chester. Football. Yeah. First, but I have been as a tourist. Stoke. Never been to Stoke. It's not, not even Alton Tower. Not as a... You'd yeah. love to tick it off the list, That's though, wouldn't you? That's not Stoke, is it? Pretty much. Well, it is, but it's just Basically, out. if Seb's been Newcastle. somewhere, he's been for yeah. football. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a good yeah. point, actually. But which is better than James. Casually asking me the other day if he should uh, pop down to West Kent for a day out because he liked the woods where I was walking the dog. Oh no, it did look lovely. Yeah, but there's loads of good places to go in the UK. It was more. Come to where I live. It was more the steam train and the steam. Tra- it was, oh. uh, come on, no, it was a steam. It was more train. the Seb train. The, the big, the big Seb, the big Seb. For those of you, for those of you, for those of you don't f- follow me on, on social Please. media, um, yeah. for a long time, anything I saw which was tall or big or old, I would take a picture of and put on my Instagram story and say, "All right, Seb." <laughs> but I hadn't done it. I hadn't done it for a bit, and I saw this steam train. I nearly fucking fell over getting my phone out of my pocket. Nearly dropped it in the mud. Like the dogs were looking at me. There was people waiting to come past me down the path. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just gonna take just gonna take a picture of this. Just got the video of it, and it started puffing perfectly. Ah, oh, it's a great video. <laughs> All, All right, right, Seb. All right, Seb. <laughs> Just slowly goes across the screen. Sebby! We... Here he is. Seb! That's very funny. <laughs> Should we get on with the show? Yes. Yeah. Off we go. Adventures in Clubhouse.
Adventures in Clubland. It is, it is me, and we are talking about, and this sort of sprung from something I heard James say on last week's podcast about that lawless bandit era of the late eighties and early and early noughties. Mm. Um, about this, like, sort of the turn of the um, the turn of the century and early millennium, and, and it's just slightly different. But I just went, I'll, I'll go and have a look. So I went and had a look at um, two thousand and six World Cup top scorers. And I went down the list and went down the list and went down the list. And there popped out a name I hadn't thought about for a long time. It's that big fucking monster, Jan Collar. Now, <laughs> the, the headline info, and I'm so glad I um, had a bit of time to go a bit deeper into Jan Collar. But firstly, as you probably know, six foot eight, big bald head, slab chested, 55 goals for his country, big Jan. Um, memorably formed a great partnership with Milan Barosh at Euro 2004. Mm -hmm. Previous to Dortmund, he had been in Belgium for five seasons, uh, three years at Lockeren, two at Anderlecht, where he scored 110 goals in about 200 games. Belgian Golden Shoe, formed oh. a big man, little man with Thomas Rosinski. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he took off. He, he took off in Belgium and then... Matthias Sammer, uh, one of the greatest sweepers to play the game before his career was cruelly sh cr cut short by any injuries, signed him in his spell as Dortmund manager mm. to play as the spearhead in a front three with Thomas Rizicki, his Czech teammate, mm. yes. and Marcio Amoroso, uh, oh. who had, who, who had scored a lot of goals this season. Now He looks brilliant in that Dortmund kit, Rizicki. They all do. Oh, yeah. Collar looks great. Now... We'll get the numbers out of the way first. Um, by the time he left in 2006, he scored 100. He'd played 182 games, scored 79 goals, and assisted 31 others. But they, as ever, do not tell the story. So you could go and watch a lot of his goals and see a lot of headers, but you've also got to have a look around the edges from that because he was quick for a big man, or quick for anyone actually. He could move. Mm. Jan Collar could move. Um, and he did all the things you'd expect him to do well. He acted as the focal point, he let skillful players buzz off around him. But. Mm. His first competitive goal for mm. Dortmund is a 25-yard free kick against Wolfsburg. Bends <laughs> it, bottom corner. Um, first season there, they win the league. Right. And the only season they win the league while he's there. And he makes decisive contributions that see him remain a, leg a legend today. They were five points behind Leverkusen going into the final three, final two games. Wow, what was and, then? In the was penultimate the game of the season, they beat Hamburg 4-3 and Big Jan Collar scored the winner. So there's your instant hero status. And then he scored again on the last day of the season and they won the league. And then they went to the UEFA Cup final uh, where they lost to Feyenoord and who's, who Van Hooydonk scored a great, great free kick for in that wow. final. But Jan Collar's goal in that final, he takes it down on the edge of the box on his chest. And as he takes it down, he pushes it past the defender and hits this fucking volley top corner. If anyone thinks he's just a big man, you've just got to watch this. I was in the the spare bedroom at my mum's house. I'd moved back into a surgery. Out. To, to <gasps> chest. What a chest. Oh, yeah. Oh. So there's some other famous headline stuff for his time there. So that was... Wow. It's a great goal, isn't it? He yeah. deceives the defender kind of with his chest oh. touch, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He? First he's touch. fucking gigantic. He is. He's like fucking Machamp One more, from one Pokemon. more. Machamp. Well, he's basically, he's the same height as Peter Crouch, but yeah. it's like someone has got um, one of those turkey basters women used to use for artificial insemination, <laughs> filled it with muscle and fat. And, oh, one of those ones. And pumped, <laughs> and pumped it into his body and made yeah. him a fucking grok. Yeah, yeah. But I'll yeah. tell you in a minute where his, where his fucking hench comes from. Oh. Um, well, it's natural, obviously, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, but there is a reason why. But Rocks. A few more highlights. Um, the season after... He famously, because he was a goalie when he was a kid, 
and he said yeah. he's, and he was a good goalie, but he didn't like catching, found it boring, which I think means he was shit at it. But pun- <laughs> used to punch a lot. But he'd already scored against Bayern, and then went. They lost the game because they were two one down, I think, when he went in goal. But he for the remainder of the game he kept a clean sheet. Um, <laughs> and occasionally now, when he plays for the Dortmund Legends team, he goes in goal as well. He plays up front and goes in goal. That's oh, class. Still turns out there's what a what like, on a Thursday night that. Like we've talked about this before, but if anyone knows anything about. Dortmund, and he had five seasons there and won the league. You'll understand why there's not a Dortmund fan really, apart from people who have been drawn to the club in recent years who aren't from there, who would pick like a Haaland above Jan Koller. Like Jan Koller is back on the pitch, mm. getting fucking yeah, yeah, like the, the whole oh, wow. the whole crowd singing about him. But it was a great squad when he was there. Jurgen Kohler was still there, stuff like that, and Lars Ricken, uh, etc., etc. So it was it was great. But they beat that uh, Leverkusen bridesmaids team. Um, Imma yeah. de Brautfinger is in, in German always the bridesmaid and I know that because we had an article we did Good article. called that in the um, league anyway but then I started looking a bit more and thinking yeah well I remember some of these goals and I remember him playing against Liverpool and I, you know I remember Jan Koller so then I read this long interview with Jan Koller and I learned loads of stuff I didn't know and um it starts by him talking about his size 15, big as a ship shoe, which they had to custom make spe- specifically for me. Big as a Whoa. ship is fucking great. Yeah. Not from shoe zone then. No, but that was, no, no, definitely <laughs> not from shoe zone. But, but listen to this. So um, <laughs> when Jan Collar was 20, um, he had no idea that he was going to make a living from football. 20. Wow. Um, after finishing his apprenticeship, he joined a collective farm back home in Smetanova Lotta as a technician. I drove the tractors in overalls, and although <gasps> I didn't enjoy it, I thought that was my direction once my military service had ended. Oh, um, oh didn't really make it playing for the military teams either, and that would I would eventually find another job, and although I liked it in the countryside, my eyes were set on Prague. So... And when he was like 14, 15, playing amateur football, he was going out on the pitch and puking on the side of the pitch and drinking with the older players and stuff like that. And he never wow. he never really thought he was going to make it. And he had to, but basically, everywhere he went, he had to prove himself. He got finally got to um, Sparta Prague. But like yeah. they looked at him as like, he'll never make it. And it was mm. just through graft and graft. But then he got to the first team at Sparta. It never really happened for him. And he had to go to Belgium to make his name. And at first, when he was with the national team, he didn't think some of the players took him seriously. And later in his career, Pavel Nedved apologised to him and said, I didn't. And <gasps> wow. Look, oh, wow. And Carlos says, listen to this. He said, because um, it's a young country, Czech Republic, right? Yeah, 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 of course. During my football career, I've had a lot of team and individual successes, moving farewells in Belgium and Dortmund, beautiful matches, goals. But for myself, the best of the best will always be the memories and feeling of the group that gradually formed on the national team. No title or award can match that. Boy, 91 Lovely. games, 55 goals. Czech's top scorer. Like Then he also said something about, about football that really made me love him even more. It's that when I see fathers out of their minds today, pushing their sons at any cost somewhere beyond their football and human abilities, it never ceases to amaze me. I had the exact opposite. I loved football in its purest form. I played it anywhere and any time. Even during my time in Dortmund, I went home and played in the local league in Prague with my mates. Oh, oh what a man. <laughs> to a lot of today's boys, it seems to wow. me as if football is forbidden for them outside of training or something. And yes, James, we'll be doing a piece on you <laughs> for the next issue of the magazine for the Euros issue. Absolutely. How could you, how could you yeah. sense that was what I was thinking? Then? Because like, you were looking going, oh, I didn't know this. I want to go, you want to go to tra- ride a tractor yeah. with him in, in his village. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. I know you well enough because so do I um, and like they, 
I'll I'll put the link up. I've got goosebumps again about it. I mean, look, right. you can find you can find the goals on 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 YouTube, and they're all there. And you can you know you can go and see the re- reception he gets when he goes back, and he still plays for Dortmund Legends, and there's great videos of him, them in Ghana or them playing Liverpool and stuff like that. But I thought that for the player I knew not a lot about mm. beyond his goals and who he'd played for. I you know I I didn't know he'd started in. I I remember him at Dortmund, and then I remember him playing for Czech. That was it, really. Yeah. yeah. I consider I know a fair amount about football, but yes, reading that. I just made me like, what a fucking legend. And now, then when you go back and view all the other stuff, the way his teammates are with him in every clip you mm. see, the way his teammates talk about him ah. in every clip you see, the way the fans react to him, you understand that he's a fucking great bloke ah. who just loves football. So, like, you, you're the, excited for this and you've fucking yeah, you've more than lived up to it. It's, it's nice. It's uh, I was excited for it because it's nice. It's lovely. It's easy to come up with players off the top of your head who you know and love and think, oh, I'll just talk about X player because yeah. I know it's a good one and then go and do it. But it's even better mm. when you get a surprise in Yeah. yeah. Like I could do, like we'll probably do Romario at PSV at one point, but everyone, yeah. you know, there's yeah, loads yeah. of great goals. But this, I just thought, fucking hell, what a great, great thing. And an unlikely, um, big, mad, six foot eight, prematurely bald, didn't know he was going to make it, always the underdog, ends up soaring the absolute <laughs> heights and retires as his country's top scorer. What a fucking Bye. career that is. As, uh, 55 I like people like exactly. never forget like Alan Shearer only scored 30 goals for England yeah. mm. and I think often we put a lot on the top score in, in, in England but there's a lot of countries whereas mm. where players, yeah. players steam past that 50 mark. yeah yeah mm. Um, not to that denigration. And European countries who would have played similar op- tough opposition. Well, well exactly, yeah. Exactly, especially around then. No, I thought, like, I was... But the, that that whole piece of his, and it, I reckon it's about two, 3,000 words long, first person. Mm. Uh, the, link's in the, the link's in the thing there, if you, if you want to get well, it read. I, you, you touched on it briefly, but one of the... My favourite international match ever, I remember because I was really ill and watched it with my mum and brother in, in bed. I would have been 14, that... Uh, that Netherlands Czech Republic match mm. and his I think he assisted Barros didn't he for the winner mm. yeah. and that strike partnership but he oh. was much much more than flick-ons and back to goal yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, and to be yeah. honest until you read all that and, until this until I saw some of those goals I, I didn't necessarily know that I think, just loves football I think what all this is is uh, maybe there's not enough respect on the big man's name Oh, well, no, I think yes. there is the, the big men. No, no, the there is right. because I ended up on Reddit last night. There's people called Collar the Goat and no, things no, no, like that. Not, not, I mean the big men generally. Yes, the big men up top. Yeah, maybe. Yes. But I also think Collar. I think people would look back and say, "Oh, big young Collar," and then because we both talked true. about it before, the, yeah, both are true. The accepted narrative becomes, "Oh, yeah, he's a big man." But yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. To anyone would I would love, love, love to talk to Dortmund fans and Czech fans about. Young Collar. Yeah, you've there's got a, to. Maybe we will. There's another We've thing. To, yeah. There's another thing about the big men here that's interesting to me is that you, you know, the uh, coming into the professional game late and being unsure as to whether he's going to make it and having another job. Stefan Meyerhofer, who was uh, a Wolves, a Wolves big man that we got in when we got promoted to the Premier League. I bet you Mick was excited about big, him, wasn't he? Big, <laughs> it, was a, it was a big Mick signing. Was it, Mick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he played. I think he only played nine times. He scored one goal for us, actually, Stefan Meyer. Beryl, Beryl, I found this lad. <laughs> Austri- Austrian, gigantic. Legs like, like oaks. Yeah. The, you know, the, fir- the first time I saw him coming onto the pitch, me and my brother were just like, he doesn't look real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he, um... But, but he also, he worked, um, he worked as a chef. For ages, up until he was like 18, 19, 20, and then, then got his chance. So I wonder if that, any, is that um, something that is, is consistent amongst the big men? I'll tell you what, this, this, when you said six foot eight, it instantly reminded me of the tallest player I've ever seen play football, which is Carl Hudlin. He's which six is, Which eight. is you. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Carl Hudlin, six foot eight, uh, at the playoff final, National League playoff final, playing for Solihull. And I have never seen a team so 
focused in using their one weapon, as- weapon essentially. Yeah. And he was good. And Solihull was in, in pretty much control against Grimsby for a good 50 minutes. Get the ball up to him, get the flick-ons, pacey wingers and stuff like this. And he scored one. And then he just ran out of steam. He comes up. He'd been injured as well. He just comes off and... The whole game plan, because it had been so rooted through him, changed completely. And Grimsby go and score two and win the playoff final. As someone who's tall, you, were you tall as a kid as well? Like, no, you you've seen no. little Sebi Toxvig. That's true. I literally well, went when from the become... smallest person in the classroom to like. Right, but when you were playing, <laughs> it when took you were... three days. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When you were playing football, were you always put either at centre back or or up top? Well, because of being the big man. Since I've become bigger, yeah, it's, it's quite an easy thing. And I've, you know, but I did play in goal when I was really small. Oh, interesting. Weirdly. Okay. And you can't, and edit, the, can't edit the ball. I'm terrible. You? Really? Yeah, yeah. Seb, no. No, no. no. Scared? No. Well, worst That's part, not very good. I'd say worst Sorry. part of his game. Yeah. Really? He's one of them big blokes, six foot four, jumps like he's five foot six. Yeah, hundred. <laughs> I. Guilty. Guilty, Your Honour. There we go. Young Collar. Well done, Eric. Respect on the name. That's really good. Mundial joins the dots for football culture. And that's not a boast by us, but the words of an actual subscriber in our most recent reader survey. Why not see what they're on about and have a look at Mundial Magazine. 100 pages of global football magic released four times a year. It looks great, smells great, and the writing isn't bad either. Go to mundialmag.com or follow the link in the show description to find out more. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. Right then, this is midfield blunt rotation and Seb and Tommy have just told me and James beforehand we're going to do something a little bit different here. So this could mean anything. They could act it out. <laughs> this is midfield blunt rotation and um, Seb, Tommy, take it away. This week on midfield blunt rotation... Uh, despite what Owen said about constructs of time, uh, <laughs> we are going to use time as a device to. Uh... <laughs> so back on this day, he built a DeLorean. Yeah, yeah, back in this day, on the day of this, back in the day, <laughs> we've made a time machine out of Dulwich Hamlet. <laughs> are you going to read a line each, like you've done a little poem? In? Nah. Maybe <laughs> the school. Show. Oh, we tried it; it didn't work. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you do that, it'll be a two-person podcast pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. <laughs> pretty quickly. And by two, I mean yeah. me and Ed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like that. On the day that this podcast is released, back in 2004... 20 years ago today. 20... Uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I hadn't even put two and two together. Twat. <laughs> 20 years ago today, the, t- the League Cup final was between Bolton and Middlesbrough. Oh, baby. 
And I think we've mentioned the Bolton midfield before in various discussions. And I was like, well, that's obviously one for the Fuller Blunt rotation chat. But then I looked at the Middlesbrough team. Should we take them through it? Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Middlesbrough and then we're going to talk about Bolton and then we're going to decide who's dream, who's blunt. Who's dream, who's nightmare. Today I'm going to speak. You're representing I'm representing Middlesbrough. Yeah. And the first name on that team sheet is Gaika Mendieta. And he, let's just get a sense if you if you don't know who he is. He's playing for Middlesbrough in a League Cup final, but a couple of seasons before this, he has been the best midfielder in Europe for yeah. two seasons mm-hmm. in a row, according to UEFA. Now, of course, this is all a little bit subjective, but he, could, he took them to two Champions League finals, so Valencia. Won a La Liga. So he's obviously fucking pretty good. Yeah. Um, and he ends up at Middlesbrough, which, again, I love the fact that Middlesbrough just go and buy these players that you might see in, in more, shall we say, exotic locations. Yes. But they go to Middlesbrough and they fucking love it and have mm-hmm. a great time. You know, Ravinelli, I know, was only there for a season. Janino, of course, you know, everyone knows about him. But Mendieta has a fucking great time there. A DJ as well, isn't and he? A DJ Very now, and a DJ. Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Well, cool. I am going to sit here now. So Good looking look, looking at what he's done since he's finished his career. And again, I think his career is quite Mundial in that he has a great fucking spell at Valencia. Then he pops up at like, yeah, he just Barcelona, started, By the looks of it, he Lazio. just started going out on the piss. Yeah. Or oh. if, not, if not the piss, enjoying, enjoying himself. His, right. Enjoying himself right, right, and right, enjoying right. life. And he now is has he has a string of restaurants. There's a He's got a paella restaurant in a... In London, that's really meant to be very, very good. He's got a chain of restaurants with, uh, with other people. He DJs. He has, and he puts, goes... Puts on indie nights at the Shackwell Arms. He no does? Less. No, he doesn't. He yes, has he does. done, yeah. Does he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He sounds like he's got the sort of life Pep Guardiola thinks he's got when, <laughs> he, when he was slagging off that journalist the other week. The, exactly. The fucking weapon. Anyway. Big cycle. He goes... He goes Medietta, I'm in. Alongside him in the centre of midfield, George Boateng. Yay! There we go. Who joins... Middlesbrough, he was ne- very nearly went to Liverpool. Very nearly went to Liverpool, but joins Middlesbrough. So again, talking about how quality of the player. But my favourite thing about George Boateng from this is he said before the final, we were so revved up, we could have killed a lion. We could have each killed a lion. Oh, this one how, each? Yeah, this is how revved up we were. And do you know, want to know why they were revved up? 11 lions. Because in the pre-match <laughs> meeting... Steve McLaren had played them a clip from Any Given Sunday. Fantastic. Go on, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who else has Steve McLaren drafted into this course? I can't imagine imagine this next cunt's hunting any fucking lions. (laughs) Oh, Dereva. I saw him play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dereva, who we've mentioned on on the pod before because the assistant manager to Silvino at Albania. They're very much the calm man. uh, Oh, God, we have a laugh on this, don't we? Yeah, yeah. But again, a decent player. Sam Dorian paid six million for him a couple of seasons before. So again, a decent player. But I think that for me, my favourite player in this midfield, and he also, I'm not just saying that because he becomes man of the match and he scores the winner in the final, is Zenden. Our old mate, Seb. We've mentioned him again on the podcast before, but I just want to say... Bow Divine Zenden. Gold, black belt, judoist. What a lovely bloke he was. But I'm not not just saying this, but his clubs, his line of clubs goes Barcelona, (laughs) Chelsea, Middlesbrough, Liverpool, Marseille. That's not bad. That's fucking... The kids say put some flowers on their name, but... We should put some tulips on his name. Just edit that out, Tom. It's a <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, it's a genuinely because oh, of that. He's a man of the match in the final. He scores the winner. He is for me. He is the best player in that midfield. And for me, I think 
all of them for different reasons. Que- yeah, questionable Barnet as well. Zenden. Him and Mendieta. Men- Mendieta's is awful. You know in um in Kingpin, when Bill Murray's just getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a bit like me at the moment. That's and why I got ne- And they never mention it, but every time the camera goes across, it's fucking huge. <laughs> Mendieta's <laughs> Barnet's a bit like that okay. at this point in his career. Yeah. Should we go through uh, Sam Allardyce's Bolton? Oh, yeah. We're Bolton, we're Barmy, we're on the piss tonight. (laughs) We're Bolton, we're Barmy, we're on the piss tonight. How far away are they? I have an advantage, or you could see it as a disadvantage in this blunt rotation, blunt off, in that I have a five-man midfield versus your four-man. Let's start with Yuri Jorkayev. Nicknamed the snake because he could bend past defenders and bend the ball, apparently. Number six, always, pretty much always number six throughout his career, which I always thought was... Very cool for a man in his position. I like it when players kind of have a number that doesn't necessarily suit their position. Mm. Um, obviously, probably past his peak, much like Mendieta, much like maybe not Zenden. Zenden was still very good, and he was very good in that final from re-watching it. Mm. Um, he does miss a couple of chances in this game, Jorkaev, that I think maybe... I don't know. Did you think re-watching been, it? That yeah. A couple, a few years ago, he might have put them away. Well, you know what Seb thinks, don't you? What? The kids nowadays, they talk about putting flowers on his name. Well, he wants to give Jorkaev some fucking tulips. <laughs> the kids. The kids. He, he did say the kids. Sorry, I... The kids. I scored one of Jorkaev's greatest ever goals. I scored an almost identical one. Admittedly, it wasn't... Which in, one? Because I watched his top one Admittedly, it wasn't in Serie A, mine. It was, against, <laughs> it was against Telford Jacks in an under-18 game on a Sunday morning. It's not bad, mate. The not one bad. where it bounces up and he overheads it from the angle there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. My, my old man was there. You've spoken about this guy. I've spoken about it before because yes, yes. he, he in, in, yeah, instead, yeah. Of, instead of giving me any credit for that, he talked about the two the easier one ones I'd missed. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I had the picture in my mind to be able to try it because of Yuri Jokov. In fact, we've got a little surprise now. Dave Blackhurst <laughs> on the phone, everybody. <laughs> Don't know what you're on about. We are in Warfield live and uncurtly. <laughs> Dave Blackhurst. <laughs> <laughs> Live from Marijuana Mansions. <laughs> right, and next we've got uh next we've got Kevin Nolan, a young Nolan. Um he's learning from some of the best. I um I was telling said before this, for about half an hour when I was doing my research yesterday, I was watching Kevin Davis and reading about Kevin Davis because <laughs> as a child, as a teenager, I but would also get plays two... in this game. He does, yes. He's up front for I used to get these game. two mixed up a lot. He nearly played for the Netherlands. Did you know that? No, this is mental. He got asked by the Dutch FA if he would play for them, and then apparently it was like one too far removed, but it was during that mid-2000s era, so he would have played with the like the likes of David, the likes of Seedorf, Van Nistelrooy. Next, JJ Okocha, so good they named him twice, to quote Soccer AM. He was one of my favourite players growing up, one of my heroes. Always a joy to watch. We replicated his skills every fucking week, every day, when you'd see him on Saturday or you'd see him on Match of the Day, what he'd do. What else is there to say that Asad Raza hasn't already said well, about also... Well, I'll tell you what you can say. Go on. Go Sorry. on. He wasn't named twice, was he? I've always had a problem with this. His name's not JJ. So that's just a nickname. So he's so nice. They is gave him, they gave him a nickname. Yeah, it doesn't quite drip um, off the tongue, does it? So nice. They gave him a nickname with two names in it. Four. Yeah, his name's not JJ. His first huh. name's Augustine, isn't it? Yeah. Augustine. Huh. Brackets JJ Akocha. But it was cool at the time. For what it's. I worth. know it is cool. I love him. I love yeah. him. I, I watched the clip of him rinsing Man United. Oh, over God. and over again. Him, ma- him making Roy Keane. No, just the Man United. <laughs> <laughs> him, him making... Him just make... that specific, specific video. Right, I just watched him making Roy Keane chase shadows. Anyway, sorry, James. And I thought it's worth. Uh, JJ Okocha has the uh, hearty accolade of uh, the best performance I've ever seen at the Molyneux. 
Really? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And you've he, seen a few. You've seen some players. Yeah, I've, oh, I've seen some fantastic players. Oh, really? I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bloody hell. Go around the morning, you every any day of the week. Yeah. Find, uh... But uh, yeah, no, he was uh, <laughs> he was fucking untouchable in a, in a game against He is, Wolves. he is. We all love him. Next up, we've got Ivan Campo. He never looked like a football. A two-times Champions League winner. Who I mean, would no, play uh, Ivan not... Campo in the story of this game? It would be Javier Bardem, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or Screech Powers? Or uh, Alan Davis. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> We're not obviously like... Oh, Alan Davis! Alan great Davis. Sorry. That was much better. Let's, let's move on. Yeah, Screech is dead. I Seb. forgot he was there. Dustin, Dustin Diamond died of Dustin. cancer. He yeah. said, though... Uh, you okay. put a Real Madrid shirt on Alan, Alan Davis. Davis. <laughs> and tell, and tell, him playing, tell him he's playing DM for the night. <laughs> yeah, mate. I, yeah, I had a good game, yeah. In this team, he said, in, the, in that team, anyone could play well. The dressing room didn't understand names. The star was the team. Raddy Jaidi said, Sam Aldice was a genius at man management. A genius. Mm. Like, if you missed a team night out, Aldice wouldn't even go on these team nights out, as you might think. But if you miss one, you'd be fine. But then he was like, it was a good thing because you regretted it. Him and Okocha didn't go to a team night out. Then they went to the next one. They're like, this is the best fucking team nights out ever. So that midfield, that team were just very bonded. And then No pints of wine. No. He was having them back home with this particular team during Look, this particular time. It was amazing. Time. Yeah. Oh, this the Bolton. Like. And then watching, got... watching Arsenal go and get turned over by Bolton was as good as it got for a few years. And that's when Okocha did the rainbow flick on the byline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unbelievable. And then we've got Per Franston, two spells at Bolton, been with them through the lows, been in the champion. Well, what would have been the old first mm. division at the time. And this is his final season at Bolton. He played nine more matches for Wigan, I believe. And to me, he looks like a combo of Dolph Lundgren and Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> strong his, look. His face is 50% of each of those. <laughs> yeah. A strong look. Yeah. He's a good... He, yeah, decent I liked him. Well. I liked him. So there you go. That's the Bolton midfield. I have uh, wanted to for absolutely ages do a proper sort of audio doc about just this game because I don't think there's ever been two more sort of like disparate and mad and cult midfields playing against each other in British football. Like you've got McLaren and Allardyce, like it's just perfect. It is. There's, oh, there's so a lot many going on. Played, there's well, an awful for the, lot for the benefit it's of also, the listeners. It's also played at the Millennium Stadium, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, like, it is. it's, it's just the most cool than it will have been on ITV, I'm sure. Schwarzer, Mills, Ehiog, the rest oh. in peace, Gareth Southgate, yeah. Frank Cadru, Mendieta, Boateng, Deriva, Zenden, Janinho, uh, Joseph Desire, Job, Jasker Linen, Hunt, and Yotti. God, God, Emerson Tomei. Yeah, yeah. Bloody Fuck hell. me. Bruno Hunt's in there, isn't he? Nicky Hunt, right back. Charlton. Charlton. <laughs> Franson, Campo, Okocha, Nolan, Jorkov, and then Kevin Davis Big up Kevin front. Davis, yeah. What? Um, so, what, what, what are we thinking? Characters. This is what I'm saying. No, it is both elevens, not just the midfields. Nightmare and blunt. I mean, James, it's down to you and me. But yeah. then, then it's going to be have to be Ed for the casting vote. I think so. I like that, James. Um, Jorkov, Nolan, Okocha. Campo, Franson, Blunt or Nightmare? Fucking... No, Nightmare or Dream? Dream, man. Dream. Yeah. I'd love to chill with those people. Nolan? Yeah, just fucking let him it. yap on. Yeah. See, this is... Um, I've had a lot of splits with a lot of scouts. So. Yolan is tempered by Joel KF, who is brought out of his out of his shell by. I, I don't want to talk about UFOs with Kevin Nolan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kind of do. I kind of do. I don't want. I don't want fucking no. Ivan Campo eating all the charcuterie no. before I get to it. He is trying lovely. to say some half-priced CBD he... gums or something. Per Franson though, Per Franson might um, be into um, like saunas and naked cold <laughs> yeah. dips. Yeah. yeah. So dream. Yeah. Dream. Dream. So he's a dream. dream. So that's a dream. dream. Um, Borough. Geika Mendieta, George Boateng, Dorivar, and Bolo Zenden. They might be a bit full of themselves this lot. <laughs> no, is that what you're saying? Yeah. They might 
Oh, I'm upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. All of themselves. Mendieta shirt down Yeah. yeah. <laughs> real content. Like, like Blair on holiday. <laughs> Some real dancing continental like, flair. Dancing like Al Pacino in Scarface when he's, <laughs> when he's trying to get with Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> up, up, like, the way oh. You know, you know, you know when you yeah, there's like when you go on go yeah. to the pub or on holiday, and there's a there's that group of like five French lads. Oh yeah, like got Oxford shirts on. Yes, an extra button Ralphies. done down. Yeah, spitting pictures of their mums in their wallets. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fucking hell. It's a bit. It's yeah, a bit she is not my girlfriend. She is my mother. How could anyone compare to my it's mother? It's a little bit international school for me. I thought it was a shoeing. Oh, James. James thinks they're like all the boys Matilda fancied at school. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh my god. Oh, yes. Fucking Dory Vars straight through. He's been back to Brazil yeah, over the summer. Isn't he? So come back looking fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> Been on fucking Quebec banner all fucking yeah, summer, yeah, hasn't yeah. he? Dad, dad's got a boat. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> dad's my, got a boat. My dad's got mental problems. <laughs> <laughs> Uses the bathwater to clean his car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree and think they're a nightmare. Yes. Oh, oh Barrel. I'm. F- oh. Yes. This is 101 Things to Do in Football Before You Die with James Bird, who's got a new haircut and looks looks yeah. lovely. Thank you. Thanks. All right, so my one my thing to do in football before you die is very simply to watch a match before breakfast. Yes. So I'm going to sling through three examples. Can here. only be it's... done at certain times, though. It's not like I can do it every day. This is this is what I'd like to talk about. It does take special. Service. But your dad does have like cocoa pops for dinner, so maybe every it's always do breakfast. You know what, do you know what my dad had at half past ten in the morning yesterday? <laughs> Liver bacon and onions that he cooked last Thursday. <laughs> Been in the fridge That's for a week. Fucking incredible. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Is he okay? What? Oh, Seb, I've seen some of this shit you shoveled down. Seb, no. <laughs> Seb. Yeah, no, I Seb. Seb, my dad's not okay. No, no. no. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to buzz through three examples here. The most famous of those is England versus Brazil, 2002 oh. World Cup. And I wrote about that very recently in our subscriber newsletter, The Hat Trick. You know, a lot of things felt special about that turn of the millennium, the, you know, the visual identity of that World Cup, the fact that you've got two golden generation teams coming up against each other and it kicks off at half seven in the morning <laughs> so you know we had i was in the international halls at edgil university see this is and this is my thing there's there's this i compared it in the piece to a solar eclipse because everyone sort of remembers yes. where they were yeah, at solar yeah. eclipse during the solar eclipse the birds start singing at a different time people are sort of looking up at the sky and, uh, and thinking differently well, and I as, had... I, as i walked to my friends that morning to watch that game Purton, where I'm from, felt weird. Like, you know, more yeah. weird. More weird. Yeah, Purton, yeah, where yeah, I'm yeah. from. Yeah. Purton, where I'm from, felt more weird. And, 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 you know, that's what, when things happen at a different time to when they usually happen, it stays in your memory. Yeah. It feels different. The second example of these is uh, recently in Austin, where I watched um, Arsenal play at, like, I think, kickoff was at sort of eight in the morning or whatever. I was bloody there. You were there with, with the Austin Gooners. Yeah. And there's like fucking 75, I don't know, 750 loads. And they're, wow. all, they're all fucking plastered. Were they? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. What yeah. time are they? Got the, they got the bar opens at 6am. Oh, Does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got there at six, and they were serving tacos and, and stuff, but just again. <laughs> great. It was great. Again, yeah. mad people doing a mad thing at a mad Good time. Good people. And then the other, the last sort of example of this is uh, 2018, I went to Australia to profile uh, Australian fans of, of Premier yeah, League yeah. clubs. Yeah. And if you think about what an Australian Burnley fan 
who lives in the middle of nowhere on the Gold Coast. I'm sorry, that United fan was the worst. Oh, bless him, man. With all the uh, tattoos on his legs. Yeah. yeah he, Alex Ferguson on his arms. It's a great series. He, he, he uttered the uh, brilliant line, girlfriends come and go, but Manchester United are forever. We filmed him having a shower. Give me your number, bro. To be yeah. fair, you've got that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you've got I can that. do him a friend. You've you got... did film him in the shower. You've or as a boy, cheek. Man. You've got that as a tattoo, haven't you? Filmed him in the shower, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. My favorite. He's got Ferguson on his leg. It's a very different experience, though, isn't it? Watching it that early. It and feels your body clock is so, again. It's like something me and James were talking about this morning in that it's the unique experience of being a cricket fan is rolling over in the morning ah, and yes. turning the radio on to find out England yes. are fucked yeah. Yeah. yet again. It's the closest it gets to that with football yeah, because yeah, you yeah. don't expect it. Normally yes. by the time a football match kicks off, you had a chance to fucking get your yeah. wits about it. I once walked across San yeah. Francisco at like 5am to, to go to a Chelsea pub to watch Liverpool lose to Chelsea. It was one of the worst mornings. I mean, it ruined the day. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, gonna, we had to go to Alcatraz later, and I had to really pretend to be into. You're it. right. I didn't think about that. It is the life of a cricket fan. I've done that I... since uni. Like you know, st- wh- two o'clock start on Boxing Day. Yeah, ah, used yeah. To, I in uni, I watched it on my laptop on dodgy streams, and used to like. I was almost embarrassed about it. Like no one yeah. else in the house was watching. You get it with, like, you get it with boxing, and, you know, boxing well, occasion, yeah. with yeah. big fights, but, but less and less. But no, but. Football, you're right, because people are, the thing is, people people refuse to not do the normal match day ritual, exactly. despite the fact exactly. it's 5am. Exactly. None of those blokes wanted to be drinking a fire. No, 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 no. no, but they can't not. No, they've got to go back and fire up their leaf blowers and <laughs> fucking... Yeah. I think, to be briefly, like, romantic about it... You! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be briefly romantic about it, there's that idea of, like, a collectivism around it. There is. So, like, when, you know, that England game, to go back to it, Again, I was only 12, but I remember it's one of my real, real formative memories. But it was that idea that across the country and across the world, everyone's sort of yeah. getting up at the same time to do a thing. Well, it's the shared thing of, and it's again, we talked about it with, with the cricket. It's that it also helps in that ta- tournaments are on um, terrestrial TV. So you know everyone's bought in. Yeah. 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 You know there's 15, 20 million people watching it, or yeah. you know. There's people gone into school early, so there's 40 people watching it in a reception yeah. and things like that. So it, it it binds everyone together in a way that no sport really does anymore. The World Cups and Euros and Olympics, they're yeah. the only ones really. Yeah, yeah. Because well, you know everyone's watching I, it. Well, the, the, one, the one thing that sort of, because I watched quite a lot of that 2002 World Cup getting up early with my dad and watching it yeah. before school. And the one thing that set a precedent for that was two years before the Sydney Olympics in 2000. Yes. Me and my dad would get up early for that. And I remember getting up with him to watch Cathy Freeman win the uh, 400 metres. Was this when he um, tried to train you to be a pole vaulter down the, in, the back, in the back garden? <laughs> what? Oh, Seb. I didn't know this. <laughs> Genuinely did not know this. Well, one. it didn't happen, did it? You're joking. Oh. <laughs> no, but... I'm 5'10", Seb. I'm not going to be a pole vaulter. <laughs> 101 things doing football before you die well watch, watch a match before breakfast brilliant yeah. love that really really can't wait to do more of it 2026 yes. baby introducing the hat trick a new subscriber newsletter from Mundial each week there'll be three stories linked by a theme stories from islands stories about people stories about heroes stories about villains stories about love Hope, despair, joy, and of course, goals. Go to mundalmag.com to sign up to the hat trick now. Ins and outs, outs and ins. Uh, Tommy Stewart. 
Uh, mine is the movie The Iron Claw, which is about the wrestling uh, brothers from the 80s. It is featuring... Uh, the Von Erich family. The Von, yes, yes, yes. The Texas Tornado and all that. You know the story, right? Ish. Very dark story, but I've seen a lot of the Oscar sort of the Oscar bait films or the Oscar nominated films lately, and that one stands out. I've never been in a cinema where every fucking like genuinely the whole cinema is is in tears. But it's not that sort of it's not trying to make you cry. It's you know, it's genuine real life tragedy. And it's brilliantly told. Um, I don't try to make you cry, but you do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an emotional man, but it's uh Zac Efron is quite good, uh, but Jeremy Allen White steals the show for me. He's he is he's te- he's, he's Texas Tornado, isn't he, Kelly? He is, yes. And he's going out of Rosalia. So I would recommend anyone watching it. It's just a great film. Iron Claw in uh, Seb. Socially distant sports bar recently made it to episode two hundred. Big up, boys. We we know them, and we've got to know them over over that time since they've been doing the podcast. But to do two hundred episodes over four years during COVID, during all the different things that have happened, is incredible. And they are. I've listened to every single one, and they are brilliant. And I would say, if you haven't listened to them, you've got a lot of fun to look forward. I would agree. I mean, I'll slip in a very quick. They're not going to shag you, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Oh, Although no. Bubbins huh? might, if he's had if he's had too many pints of yeah, brains yeah, after yeah, the rugby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, what I love about it most, it's given me uh, immeasurable laughs, like especially in the dark days. But always, whenever I listen to it, very funny, very nice, kind three people. Yes. Um, all in different ways, but more than anything, it's the um, the independent spirit that started it and that has allowed it to continue. And they've worked at it, and it's it's done wonders um, for all of their career in different ways. It's just shown that get an idea. Stick to your guns, keep yes. doing it, and it'll grow. And and, and you know, I yeah. think it, I, I just you know, I take my after him. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Right. Said I. In, in, James Bird. Uh, just going the long way round, not always taking a shortcut. Oh, I just sometimes yeah. I wish you take a shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> just every now and again. Just a couple of times. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Ra- rather than rather than fucking beelining from the tube back to the front door, the quickest route. I don't do that. Mate. Just have a little fucking wander. James, yeah. Take a left rather than a right. In the words of Alex Turner. Uh, well, this is uh, this is where I was going. I didn't want to sing it. But... Go on, sing it. Yeah, let him go the long way round. In uh, mine are um, vivid dreams brought on by new CBD. Oh. So, after taking the same one for a while, I decided I wanted some oil instead. I wanted to um, knock it up a little bit. Did my research, and I have a new. Um, As you do. I have a new. Mm. I have a new uh, CBD oil, which I take probably a couple of hours before I go to sleep, and it's great. Good for inflammation and, and pain. Great for sleep, but fucking hell, I had some dreams. Good. Do, you, do you take it with Kevin Nolan, your original player? <laughs> JJ Kopcha and Even dreams. That's me doing. That's yeah. the callback, and that's why I'm in this podcast. I think kind of dreams is in <laughs> mad dreams is in like completely bonkers situations or no, just very vivid. Oh, I mean, vivid. some haven't been that enjoyable, but no, on no. balance, Oof. tell give, give us one one good one. Have <laughs> the aliens been opening? Can you the can door? never quite remember dreams properly though? Can you? I can remember oh, all so, of these. So can, can you? But I've just had some really vivid ones, and and a lot with people I haven't seen for a long time. Like oh, there's been really if the aliens open the door for you. Don't walk through it. I wouldn't. They, imagine how pissed off they'd get with me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Take him yeah. back. Take him back. Good point. Take him back. Um, <laughs> seems to have gotten his hands and knees and he's asking for the pro. <laughs> this is, is, a... that, is that goose grease? Um, outs. James Bird. Uh, oh, yeah. 
Um, footballs that pump too hard. Out, shit, fucking oh. out. Always out, Awful. always oh. out. Make you look a worse footballer. Can't kick and it, it properly. And it shows you how good it. pros are yeah, because they play with balls that hard solid. all the time. Can't kick it properly. Can't that hit it properly. Shout. But they're often cheap balls. It hurts because yes. the proper pro balls, even where they pump really hard, they've got that much good cushion underneath. Yeah. You don't yes. get it. They still have some give, don't they? I noticed that when the I trained with Hampton. Makes a horrible noise. Hurts your foot. Hurts the roof. Hurts the roof of your feet. If you have to take one on your thigh, it slaps against it rather than cushions. And, and then roof ha- of your feet. And yeah. Is that a thing? Roof your feet. Roof your feet. No, but it makes sense. Tops of your feet. I know what you meant. Roof tops. I felt uh, it when you said it. Tommy. My heart is turning 34 because oh, I feel like. Oh, fucking hell. It's, my heart bleeds. It's officially mid 30s. I was early 30s, now I'm mid 30s. I don't want to celebrate it. It was the other day. You know. You know. But is your life better now than when you were 24? Yeah. 100%. That's what you're moaning about. Yeah, exactly. Embrace it, brother. I've. N- it's just. Every year older I get, I'll, I enjoy I'll be life more. I agree. I'll be honest, but dating, you know, it just Dude. feels a bit old. Well, look, every oh, don't worry about that. You enjoy shit. life more. Yeah. yeah, I do. I am. I, my thirties were shit. Yeah. Met you lot. Yeah. The last. <laughs> no. Last three years. No, thirties were hard. Twenties yeah. were just, you know, they're a frenzy. Yeah. Thirties, you're like you're trying to find your way and trying to do stuff trying and making an wrong adult. turns yeah. and like, well, not but just all stuff's kicking off. Yeah, yeah. And I've just really enjoyed getting older. Twenties was yeah. the hardest for me, and thirties has been. When did the years start getting better one by one? Two, three hmm. years ago. Yeah, same. Three years yeah. ago. Coincidentally, when I stopped drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same here. <laughs> Nice. But no, not, no, loads no, of other stuff as well. I'm, I'm not moaning. It's just a bit. Yeah, you that, that, that. No, no, more and, and it, it, not just drinking, but um, just taking control, like cutting toxic people out of my life, things like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which, yeah. Owen, I think that's something you do when you stop drinking as well. Yeah. yeah. When I... it's family members and things like that, and you've got to be mm. bold and just go, you know what? I don't. You're not good for me. Out. Yeah. So yeah, out. They're all out. Uh, Tommy, I'm going to give it you as out, even though I think you should be flipping it yeah. the way and enjoying it. Yeah. Difficult. Difficult. Seb. Uh, my out is my social ineptitude hitting my wallet. We've been making a regular visit to the Algerian coffee shop around the corner. I'm not comfortable way? with you talking about this. Okay, what, you don't want people to know about it? Yeah. Oh, fine. No, it's all right. None of them are in London anyway. What, you, no, think, no. you think we'll be accosted in there? No, I think no. So basically, we where we work in Soho is yeah, like is like there. coffee expensive central. Yeah. And you can spend too much and it's not always that good and you've had your fucking oat milk flat white, you've drank it by the time you're back at the office, it hasn't done anything. Algerian coffee stores on Old Compton Street, one of the last vestiges of old Soho, I would say. I see why. Right. Yeah. But so, you go in there and it's it's a bit carnage. Yeah. There's fucking coffee everywhere and they've got like, you know, they do some amazing chocolates and all this stuff in there. But they bang out double espressos of their house blend coffee for £1.50. It's good. Oh, Doubles. It's, it's, in, it's insane. And even a fact why it's two quid, but... The reason I'm putting it in out, I'm not putting that in outs, is because I feel <laughs> there's quite a few posters saying, please, please, if you can, play by cash. It's quite nice, you know. Yeah, but I, they've never turned the card down. No, they never have. But I always think, oh, I can't pay for two double espressos for three quid, you know. But you can. But I can. Well, you're a sheep, but, aren't you? Sheep. Yeah, so I shit myself and then go, well, I'll have to get some chocolate or something. And because it's all like really nice, posh, high-end chocolate. Spend seven quid on a Spending seven, eight quid. The same amount of money I would have spent on two coffees. Because you're nice. <laughs> because I'm like... Seven quid on a Persian Milky Way. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's unbelievable. Yeah. And like, I even get this chocolate that I just don't actually quite like. But I, I feel like I should buy something because I can't just go, three pounds with the card, please, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I've got no shame. I'll go in there. Double Espresso 150. Cheers, yeah. boss. Did you? You okay. haven't? Yeah. 150? Yes. That's wonderful. Oh, you are a different... Yeah, you... Yeah. Well, look, like, you've got to just roll with the times. No, We're living I, a cash no, no, society. That's why I'm putting it out. It's me thinking about it. I shouldn't be thinking about it. No, no. It's I, a wonderful place. It's a real... Uh, 
real throwback, a real bastion. Um, so that's out, which, mm. as is my next place, and this place probably would have um, made it into the old sewer because um, that was before there was um, food health laws. So I'm putting bad gluten in, um, but this week it reared its ugly head. Um, James Bird suggested where we should go for lunch, and we went to Laxa on Old Compton Street. I had a beef rendang. Seb had a beef rendang. James had Alaska, uh, Laxa, and the, the rendang was fine. But we ordered some um, fried chicken, and cool. I've been uh, trying to. I've been doing elimination tests with gluten, right? Anyway, we had those fucking. We had this fried chicken. Fuck me! I don't know if it was cheap gluten, dirty oil they'd fried them in, or whatever. But my ass, honestly. <laughs> no, but, but I was in pain. My stomach was in fucking pain. Like, woke up in the middle of the night and everything. My missus walked into the living room yesterday, and it's got quite a high ceiling in our living so room. So they're she doing went, yeah. No, she went, fucking hell. Like, what? Are the, are something happened with the drains. The drains <laughs> blocked. Oh, my God. You'll have to have a look at the weekend. And I went, oh, it's not the drains. It's not the drains, it's me. I had some bad gluten today. It was nice, but I will uh, echo. Seb, I'm, look, look, mate, I fucking love you a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But you have got the, like, oh. honestly, I reckon you've got one taste bud. <laughs> <laughs> that is a horrible, horrible thing to say. No, he enjoys his food. I do, no, no, I know what he means. Seb, I, don't let him say that. That is a terrible, no. that is What I was going to say was, say I've had some... No, I'm not saying he's got no taste. No, no. His taste, mate. Literally. <laughs> No, no. He's, only got... when, he's got a single taste bud. When... This is my taste, hey, mate. That, that hits the spot. Literally the spot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The one spot of taste. Uh, I was going to say... Seb, I don't think... I've that. had a similar similar familiarity with, with, with the toilet over the last couple of days post, oh, post that. Even though it was really fucking nice. Have you? Yeah, I'm going to talk about our stomachs so much. The rendang was great. I thought the rendang was really nice. Bit, Del- bit, bit fatty, but good. Is it out? <laughs> this has been um, reminding you why you love gluten. Yeah. <laughs> big gluten. Yeah. Big, you're, in, you're a part of big gluten, aren't you? Yeah. You're a bloody shill for big gluten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking Seb. Got a sleeps in a big duvet. Looks, looks like a baguette. <laughs> <laughs> Folds himself every night, just gets it in. With, with his one the taste pillow, bud. Because yeah. the pillow's different colours, so yeah. it's the lattice and everything. Just just opens up the big the big baguette. And just You're gets in. Pink, pink pajamas like the ham. Night Seb. Night, night, night Rebecca. I'm just getting into my baguette. <laughs> oh no, it's got a bit wet at the end. <laughs> Can you call me Ham, ham Boy? <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca dresses the cheese. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. Sebastian Hovis White. Uh, please, please, <laughs> please share. Review, thank you, um, thank you. and and and, and rate. Uh, thank you to Ed in the control booth. Thank you to Spiritland. Uh, this has been Remind You Why You Love Football. Monday out, we've always got issues live. Um, please subscribe, do what you need to do. Um, goodbye. Got a lot of issues. <laughs>